0: Welcome to Stop Back and Roll, a podcast about looking into the face of a god and discerning the over 100 stats that will let you defeat them. I'm James.
1: And I'm Brandon. Today we'll be talking about playing with the weirdest 10% of your game ideas and going back to Blaze Ball style dungeon crawls. So don't include any of that because that's spoilers for Protean City 2022 and
0: 2021
1: but include this so people know that we're talking all the way out to 2022
0: yes we've definitely planned that far out
1: we have and it's really because we have like we really with a couple of gaps we actually are planned that far out which is the weirdest situation to be in
0: assuming that like you know
1: the hell don't (laughs) rise and the creek don't fill up (laughs) assuming
0: there isn't a second world ending apocalypse yeah Um, who knows Uh,
1: like hopefully no one would do that without like at least checking in with the rest of the writing team Oh, i meant like in the real world <laughs> oh oh i thought you meant all of my various attempts to oh, destroy no, to destroy uh the protean city world but
0: anyway that's the podcast we do that's our other this podcast. is the one where we talk about games
1: it is and today we're going to be talking about games
0: yeah totally games <laughs> i uh, have a
1: whole concept i've got a whole thing i can talk about i have a loose concept <laughs>
0: All right. Um, so why don't well, I go first? Because there's probably less that I have to talk about.
1: I could I could probably babble all day about what I'm doing. So
0: okay. Or so verbal I, all day. I want to talk about Lancer. Okay. A little bit. Again. I actually have <laughs> I actually have interesting things to say about Lancer. So I'm I'm rounding about the end of my. Um, my end of my time GMing Lancer. We're at the end of this yes. little campaign I'm running, and I don't and know. This,
1: this is a non-streamed group, non-recorded yes. group. It's a, and you, you, you vary GM and stuff like that. Play yeah, a bunch yeah. of different
0: games. Yeah, and and if yeah. Ryan, if Ryan is listening to this, which he sometimes does, he should skip ahead and not listen to me talk about our campaign. No, I'm probably not going to really. I'm not going to actually. I don't have any uh, spoilers. But um, could you sp- imagine
1: if we were one of those web those web- 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 podcasts that is like super <laughs> like that though? <laughs> because there's, there's a ton of those not in the indie space
0: Um. so okay so Lancer is a game about mech combat yes. it's a very tactical game and it's very interesting and it kind of scratches that like 4E itch of like highly tactical combat where there's like um the thing I love is the like attacks that move people around and stuff like that yeah um so every time
1: yeah. i talk about 40 someone comes in and says hey lancer yeah really yeah except okay. i mean like someone someone who's like uh, on the
0: indie side of things who i think that it's
1: people d- usually people we know and stuff like yeah. that.
0: yeah i think it doesn't quite do it to the same level um yeah and it does it with like a lot of stats adjacent <laughs> to it and i have a lot of i have some negative things to say about lancer but i have a lot of positive things and so okay. So one of the things, this is, so this, is, so this, is, come with me on this journey. So Lancer is a game <laughs> about, uh, about mech combat, and okay. um, one of the things they released recently is this No Room for a Wallflower, which is a pre-made campaign. Okay. Um, which is very cool. Um, indie
1: campaigns love it.
0: It's a yeah, it's a very interesting camp. I mean, I don't know that I would call Lancer an indie game, but. Um,
1: campaigns that are from publishing houses that are true. not Wizards yeah. of the Coast.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's really good. And and actually reading through it was very interesting to watch how like how do the game designers imagine someone would prep a game of Lancer? Was very interesting to oh, me. Oh, yeah.
1: That is a really um, nice thing about that kind of like campaign stuff.
0: Um but so in addition to just having a campaign to look at, um it has some extra rules, one of which is mind-blowing and very interesting. <laughs> Okay. So the Lancer characters are bundles of stats. You have like, you okay. have hull stats and armor and heat and stuff like that. And then you have stats around your weapons. How much, like how, how well do the attack, how, like how good of an attack is it? How, how long does it go? What kind of an attack does it hit? Do you get um, advantage? That kind of stuff. Um, what kind of damage does it do does it do armor piercing does it do fire does it do uh, electric damage your normal npcs are sort of truncated versions of that you instead of having you have like a a a cut down set of skills they don't have um normally normally mechs and lancer have structure which is sort of like Um, damage sinks so you like you have you have you usually have about like 15 10 to 15 health points when you hit zero you take a structure damage and then reset your health to full and then oh that's that's actually really slick it's really slick Um, it's it's we should do like a much more uh it would almost be worthwhile to do a, a review of lancer because i think it's it's got some very slick mechanics because what happens is you roll on a table of structure damage which has the potential to kill you <laughs> if you roll very okay. badly but usually <laughs> won't. And then if you lose another 15 health now you have two structure and you roll two dice, 2d6 and take the lowest number. You're always rolling and okay. taking the lowest number. So as you take more and more damage it becomes more like when you roll the lowest number which will like it destroys things off of your mech and then eventually kills you eventually. Wow. Um, so, but, but NPCs don't have structure they just have health um they don't take a uh, heat damage usually and they and they usually just have like a couple abilities and some stuff um okay. in this expansion they added eidolons okay which is the word eidolon e-i-d-o-l-o-n-s which i was not familiar with it's a it's something uh, from warframe but it's also a D- word in
1: dnd it's a big Pokemon monster.
0: Yeah, it's a it's an yeah. idea of something. It's a spectre or a phantom. um okay. it's a thing from Greek literature, I think. But and you keep it inside of a Pokeball. Okay.
1: Maybe not, that was Pathfinder, actually. That, that may have been Pathfinder.
0: Not these. Because okay. in Lancer, <laughs> Eidolon is a sort of uh this is where like there's a whole section of Lancer stuff that's really hard to talk about because it doesn't elaborate on what it means. Okay. But Eidolon in this is the working shorthand name for God, basically. Okay. And so the rules here are for, hey, you know how you've been fighting mechs? What if you could fight God in your mech? (laughs) Um, And that's what this is. And so it's very interesting Um. And so this is the way that it works. And I think that this is, is more interesting than the normal way that NPCs work. And I would almost rather like, because it it is, well, I think I'm getting ahead of myself. So okay. a, an Eidolon has, of of, of, depending on which class it is, has layers. It has, uh, which are just sort of, like, basically uh, uh, phases of, like, a, a JRPG fight, like, boss yeah. fight. Like, literally, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and so it has some base stats, but then each... But then there are 15... There are, sorry, there are 20 layers, and you can either prep them in advance or literally roll on this table as you're doing the fight. Um, and so you can... Um, so as you roll... Or as you go to the layer, there are rules that modify how the thing works. And so the thing is supposed to just start as an... It's an Eidolon. It's poorly defined. In my game, it's a, it's the captain. It's the ghost pirate captain of this ghost pirate captain ship. Or ghost pirate okay. ship. Um, and so, like, for example, this one, uh, I chose the marine layer. They all have names like... Uh, uh, let me scroll back down here, like adamant blurred, fundamental marine euclidean rancorous okay. siege, and so the marine one it makes the bad guy bigger, it gives them a little bit more hull, it makes them resistant to damage, and then like melee weapons have a fifty percent chance of becoming stuck in them if you attack, and okay. then you when you roll bad on that fifty percent chance, then your weapon gets stuck in it um. And there's some like things that make it overheat. It has some extra grappling rules. Um, it can swallow people. It literally has a Kirby attack where it, it like it points at someone and it inhales and pulls them closer to it. Um, because oh, it's I thought you're going to
1: gonna say that like you get
0: the no. Power it should do by... that though. It, um, it should. <laughs> and the thing that I think is really interesting about what it does is so each of them have shards which are like um like splinters. Splinters, yeah. <laughs> like um <laughs> they're like ads basically from an MMO. Some people talk about D&D being uh, or 4E being too much like an MMO. This character literally has like mobs that that spawn with it.
1: Oh, I thought you meant like advertisements no, from no, an sorry. MMO. And I was like is it's that a, a, is that a thing it's commonly a
0: term. Um and so what it does is they're all like they're all if, if regular NPCs are like parts of, a, only parts of a regular mech, these shards are like not even that. They literally okay. like, it's just like, here's how they, here's how they move. And they have, usually they have one function. So like okay. the, the shards that spawn with the Marine guy are there to make difficult terrain. They like fuck with gravity and, um, and they make it hard for people to move around so that the, the, the god thing can move around and do melee attacks on them. Um, okay
1: so it's it's not like meant to be like an a legitimate threat in its own right yeah yeah no they literally like a little
0: okay there's one that let me actually pull up a different one that's not like one like here roll a d20
1: i rolled a seven
0: okay so a seven is rancorous so if i go and look at that let's see if that is so in that one so a lot. So the I guess the, to get to the thing that is interesting about these fights is that it makes the the god thing have really really wildly overpowered powers. Like this okay. layer, when this layer is active, this rancorous layer, the god thing has immunity to damage. It oh, just does not take okay. damage. Um, no matter how many it takes. Um. It only attacks during the final round. It it gives you some like very specific rules about how it moves. It always moves towards the closest character. It will always attack with this ability first and then these two if it has actions left and so on.
1: So it's it's meant to be something that isn't adding
0: additional mental strain to the GM. Yeah. And so what it is is it's a puzzle. It's a set of rules. Okay. It's a it's a set of rules that look like a mech, but are actually a puzzle. And so like because they're often like so the um the one that my we're literally in the middle of a fight when we pause at the end of Sunday and it's a it's a fight where the bad guy also has immune immunity to damage, okay. but um it targets so it is flashing red and also it targets one of the members of the the party and they also flash red. If you shoot the bad guy, he doesn't take damage. If you shoot the member of your own team. He, they will take damage, and also the bad guy will take damage. That's
1: really interesting.
0: Um, there's one that like at, makes the it puts the shards up, um, and then it can attack from it can attack from either itself or the shards, and so okay. it's like this like game of like can you find the real one? Yeah. Um. There's a whole bunch of really weird ones, and it's just this very interesting way to like have combat. That uses these really weird rules that are not just the like standard mech move around shoot with assault rifle. And yeah. then also, ha- it's a puzzle. And you have to like solve what the puzzle is and figure out how to beat it to get to the next level.
1: That's really fascinating. Of
0: the boss fight. Yeah. It's very cool. And like in it, there are sections where it's like, okay, this has a thing that looks like a gun. Uh, yeah, this this seems it like really sometimes do gun thing, but <laughs> um, <laughs> and all of them are like here are some hints. Here's a reported appearance. Um, so like, yeah, this is where like Lancer is just so weird and like and vague about stuff. So like, yeah, here is like the one of the layers is called reflect reflective, and so okay. in the description of like other people who may have run into this layer in the world here's what it they saw and the description is a sheet of perfectly reflective glass a liquid tear in space tear in space you as you want to be you as you fear yourself to be you as you could have been yeah i don't which know is, what that means which is super dope though yeah it's, it's like incredibly evocative
1: that's great uh but you do need to choose one, yeah, unless your players really want to be a reflective surface in space <laughs> and that one has like a truth spear
0: okay i don't I don't know <laughs> what a truth <laughs> spear does it doesn't say what it uh, does it's a it's a kind of weapon, it's a mimetic weapon that uh it draws a line um it attacks in an increasing area um i guess it oh so it is a it's so what it does is it shoots a a beam in a direction. And if that beam hits one of the shards, it increases yeah. the length of the beam. And so <laughs> it's what's, and so I think that's, what's interesting is that it's <laughs> both a puzzle for the players to solve, but also yeah. for the GM, because as a GM, you're going, okay, what's the coolest way I can ricochet this beam around exactly the map by yeah. placing
1: and moving these shards around. So it's giving you an opportunity to play an additional layer of asymmetric game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is really neat, which is really cool um and it reminds me a lot of um into the breach okay which incidentally i'm literally using sprites from the game into the breach as minis <laughs> um and so that's part of why it reminds me of that but also like there's a there's a great video i'll have to go find it and tweet it that's uh um that's a an interview with the guys who were the designers of into the breach and they talk okay. about how they wanted to make a mech game that was about mech com, or that was, that sort of looked like it was about mech combat. Because, into the brief, okay. if, 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 I don't know, I forget, I think you've played it, but in case our listeners have,
1: I haven't, I haven't played it. I've watched some, uh, I've watched some streams of it though. It's, because It sounds um, interesting.
0: It's a very cool game where you play mechs who are trying to save the world. Um, and it's a mech combat game in the sense that you have mechs and they do combat and they shoot things and stuff, but it is a puzzle game in the sense that you're not trying to defeat all the bad guys, you're trying to defend all the people who live in the cities on the map, and so all of, again, all of your weapons do things like knock back bad guys, or shield, like, they shoot and also shield you, or they shoot one and then skip one block and then hit the next one, so can you, like, skip over the city, or um, they have limitations, and so it's this puzzle of, like, based off of the mechs you have, how can you attack the bad guys in a way that stops them from doing not stops them from like kills them all, but stops them from doing damage from, to doing the, damage. The, from the bad guys. Cause they, they have yeah. a limited number of rounds and then they move on. And so like, I think that I'm really interested in games that sort of mess with that kind of mechanic where it's like, yeah. rather like think about combat as a puzzle.
1: Yeah, totally. Where, where the solution is sometimes fight everything. Yeah. But other times it's like something entirely different.
0: Yeah, and all of the advice I got when I started to sit down to run Lancer was like, don't think about like, don't do all of your mechs versus all the bad guy mechs in an open field. That's boring. Like, come (laughs) up with a puzzle. Come up with a reason for them to be places. But the problem is, for most of the game, the rules are pushing you towards that free for all. Like, like it's it's kind of like it's hard to balance. It's a game that that is my one my biggest my biggest legitimate complaint is that it's hard to balance. Um. Well, you know fights. why? Why?
1: Because balance doesn't matter. But it's, worst I case mean, scenario, you kill your players and they start new
0: characters. I guess it's true. And actually, in this case, the worst case scenario is not you just they, they lose their mech and they get cloned. Oh, true. And they get better. their mech back. So the, really, yeah. it's low key. Um, it just kind of feels bad when you lose. I think. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's like but but I mean it's it's hard to intentionally make the game hard. Okay, I see. I have so many times Without, like, accidentally accidentally make the game stuff. way too easy okay um but and most of the time i'm so i'm focusing on trying to get combat to feel good and so i just make it combat this planning this battle was the first time i felt like i was planning a puzzle like i made notes about like what each layer would do and how they would do it and like it's interesting
1: that's cool yeah getting some of that feel of like more of like a war game experience you know
0: yeah but with puzzles too like even when i ran quest I ran most of the combat like puzzles. Um, and I tried to do that because I find I just find it more interesting. It's so like yeah. combat, it's weird that what I have I have because between running Quest and running Lancer, I've been on a little bit of a kick of like trying to run combat games. Yeah. And I found that I like it because I like the the tactics of it, but I don't want to run combaty games doing combat. I want to run combaty games doing puzzles. <laughs> I want to run tactics puzzles, so I guess okay. I guess this, this is a whole half a half an episode segment of me saying if you know a good tactics puzzle game, uh, send that to me. I'm very interested in how people do that. Yeah, sounds good to
1: send. This is us putting up uh putting up the flair for that. There's a couple of games that come to mind, but like I don't know how how much they're like puzzle games because I've actually not read them yet. They're, they're on my to-read list. Um, but I'm sure that exists, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Lancer is a weird game. It's weird, <laughs> and it's weird in a good way, I think. Um, good, good. I don't know. It's There's a lot there to mine mechanically. The way mm-hmm. that it does stuff is often infuriating <laughs> in that <laughs> burn and heat are two mechanics that are not related. <laughs> uh, but, James, if you can't handle the heat, yeah get out of the burn yeah but anyway yeah and then there are all sorts of things like memetic weapons Memetic weapons are like that's where i think the game M- memetic is like it's um like self-repeating right um something like that nailed it
1: <laughs> that's why memes that's what memes are they're they're self-repeating i think or like they something like that i don't know don't look it up if you look it up, up. i might be wrong
0: no, it's if you definitely You don't look it up. I'm right. It's about like self-repeating um uh, evolutionary models of cultural information transfer. Yeah. You basically got it. <laughs> basically got it. Um yeah. Basically so got it like, cuz like memes. And it's and so like that's that's what I think is really interesting about Lancer is that like I think that it uh, it's so like it's such a weird frustrating thing because like what makes Lancer interesting is that like 90% of the guns and 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 stuff in the game are like pistols, swords, axes, Uh, ranged weapons howitzers and then the last like 10% are like thought weapons (laughs) meme weapons and like but I think that the interesting thing of is living in that in that world that that last 10% that's very interesting like there is a there's a (laughs) famously there is a mech who just has an ability called extrude gun okay I don't know what that does it doesn't explain what it does it's just there, and it's got a question mark in it. It's not even sure. Oh, okay. I
1: was gonna say, does it not say that like it? Nope. It doesn't has say a gun that comes anything. out of
0: anything. Nope. Just extrude gun. Okay. Extrude gun, <laughs> and the description is gun, gun, <laughs> gun. Yeah. See, look, look. Girl. I'm showing it to you now. Traits Extru- extrude, gun, gun, gun that is exactly what it says yeah <laughs> and like okay sure there's a gun here that says uh are you sure that's not a typo nope it's definitely not a typo <laughs> because oh that's it a has, weird looking image there Yeah, there's a weird looking gun uh there's it has another gun that specifically says this is not a gun
1: oh it does i see that right there yeah, the mimic. Like, yeah.
0: so that is anyway, bizarre yeah and it looks like this boy He has a weird uh, black hole in his butt, and a head that's a gun because he extrudes a gun. And he has so many toes. Lancer mechs have so many toes. (laughs) But anyway, that's I think all I have to say about Lancer for now. It's a it's a very (laughs) interesting game, and it's like what's frustrating. I I think the place that I'm frustrated in is I want to play a game that lives in that just that last ten percent, but you've got to have a game that builds the first ninety (laughs) percent. to get there because if you just made the last 10 percent, it wouldn't be as amusing <laughs> okay because it
1: everything would be too weird
0: yeah it has to be in the context of all the normal stuff okay i don't know if i agree i think you can have like
1: games that are just the the final 10 percent of weird you know i like, mean uh like i was just reading i mean I think it changes what kind of game it is. Yeah. I think it's tough to run, like, a lengthy campaign of that.
0: Oh, I mean, I still um, think you could run a lengthy campaign of that. I think that it, what I mean is it's important that the game book have the first 90% of normal. I don't oh, want to okay. ever use any of it. I only want to use the weird. But I need the, the book to have the 90% of normal stuff to make it weird.
1: I'm going to, my, my next game, I'm just going to have, like, a page of equipment. That's like really boring equipment, yeah. and I'm just—it's gonna look just like, like um, like the old um, uh like Shadowrun equipment tables. That is just like a D six, like seven hundred different places, uh and it's like just extraordinarily boring. And it's gonna just like fade. It's gonna be grayscale and just kind of fade out as you go down. Yeah. And then the Perfect. next page will have all the stuff that you actually get to
0: use. <laughs> yeah, I think that yeah. I think that makes the game better. <laughs> I want i want game more games that have sections and stats that the game designer intentionally does not decide uh, has designed, designed to not, not to be used use. yeah <laughs> that's 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 what that's what d and d's really missing yeah like, options to if not, you have
1: a if, no wait, you, if you've got one good option, if you've got fireball, you don't need anything else. If yeah. you've
0: got if you've got a game that has like a knife and a dagger and a short sword and a long sword, yeah. and, a, and a great sword, and a forty foot sword powered by your soul, well like everyone's gonna take the last one, but you've gotta have those first, the <laughs> ones there, to show how not normal that is. <laughs> but I know i um, I like I wouldn't even like and you need to do the work to include the stats. Why? But but no one can you no one should use them because they should always use the the bonkers one. <laughs> That's, That's fine. I got you. That's my hot take.
1: <laughs> That's your hot take.
0: <laughs> more of your the problem with games these days is, is that, that there's too not too much of them is playable junk. <laughs> I want more games that have stuff that isn't playable.
1: This sounds like the opposite of the uh <laughs> I want shorter games that yeah, no. cost more.
0: No. An <laughs> ideal game is a game that could be reduced to a one pager, but is actually four hundred pages.
1: Perfect. Of stats That's
0: that are in theory usable, but why would you?
1: Biggest issue with lasers and feelings, just uh yeah. 399
0: pages too short. It's really it's the problem. Yeah. That's how I feel.
1: Yeah. That <laughs> <It> checks out. <laughs>
0: So you had a thing to talk about. There was a real game that you've actually worked on. Yeah, Have you considered I considered mean, like, adding three hundred ninety nine pages to it. Like I mean, right now, it's one web page. What if it were right four hundred web pages?
1: <laughs> well, okay. So in full, in full setup, it's it is a web page and a spreadsheet, and it will eventually also be a Discord. The okay. the old Discord is is probably going to be rewritten into the new Discord. Okay. Um. So I don't remember how much I talked about this back when I was doing it. But I had a little while that I was running this weird, like, almost idle game, Blazeball kind of thing in a fantasy dungeon crawl.
0: It was kind of like, what if, what if Blazeball had instead, instead of choosing baseball to make weird, they instead yeah. choose in uh, like I, the old Eye of the Beholder game. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it.
1: pretty much exactly that. Um, like that you're kind of playing like rogue, but. Uh but in in a blaze ball-y kind of way. So that like you're playing, uh you aren't controlling a hero. There's heroes that are going and doing things, and uh and you're rooting them on and you're like getting money from it and stuff like that. And I am not a programmer, and so I was doing all of this in Discord and spreadsheet and rolling literal dice and making decisions, and it took it, it was impossible as it started to grow for me to keep up with it yeah uh and so but it has still been like this weird cool experience that i played for like i want to say like three weeks that uh we had like some weirdness we had some characters death. we had some like really fun little things so i've been trying to figure out how to capture that kind of feel in a way that doesn't uh like take up all my time yeah and I've also been really missing Avengers Academy, the <laughs> mobile game.
0: <laughs> I never played
1: that. I was obsessed with it. Um, it is, it's Farmville-esque. Okay. That you're like, you have characters basically and you send them and you're like, hey, Iron Man, go go hack into a mainframe. And he disappears for four hours. And when he comes back, he has a little bit of experience and a little bit of gold and sometimes he has like uh secret Hydra plans. Hmm. And if you get five secret Hydra plans, you can trade that in for a hero or for a for a Hydra villain and like things like that. And like you build out like all of you basically have the characters doing tasks in order to get equipment, in order to get characters, in order to get tasks, in order to get equipment. Yeah. Um and there's like there's it shut hmm. down, but there's like a Simpsons version and uh family guy version and a disney version and it's none of it is the things i want it to be yeah, which is not, the avengers
0: <laughs> it's not the avengers
1: um and so i started thinking about that as a model for it okay so instead of going like we're going to see we're, we're going to see like a dungeon map or we're going to see like individual character fights instead have a thing where it's like okay this hero. Uh, And instead of having like a share, instead of each player having their own gold and inventory, we're going like, hey, we're a community, we're running this together uh, and we're voting more or less on where the characters go. And so we're saying like, hey, go fight in the like, go uh, chop wood in the forest and you come out of that and you've got like some cool herbs, you've got some some wood and you probably didn't die. Or you're like, go fight in this weird uh ancient tomb that we found and you, you're fighting zombies like they come back and they're like oh yeah i fought zombies i found this weird knife and uh i got damaged four times and stuff like that to basically like simplify down the uh the actions mm-hmm. so that instead of going like when you go into a dungeon there's four heroes each taking three turns in a room and then we go through 12 rooms that took up an enormous amount of time. In this case, it would be a thing where I like hit go because I say like this hero, this action go and it gives me a little printout of what happened.
0: What you're saying is you want to hide about like 90% of the game.
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely hiding like 90% of the game. So you're just showing the
0: last 10%. Ex-
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just, Same principle. Exactly Same principle. That's that's why we're doing these two topics together. We yes. planned this. Um, and so then trying to, like, play into some of the same, like, baseball things that are fun and, like, have, uh, the sort of, like, election-y things that you're saying, like, what is this new mechanic that's gonna come in? Like, hey, do we explore the swamps? Do we explore this? Whatever. Uh, should we start a religion? All that kind of stuff. Hmm. And just kind of try to make sure that as I'm building this stuff out, it stays... Uh, it doesn't get to a point that I'm like having to check back multiple times in a day or I'm not having to write five paragraphs of content, yeah in order to make a post. Uh, so I have a website that is mostly embeds of a Google sheet in order to make this happen uh did I send you the the link to the site?
0: I believe I've seen it. Don't it's uh,
1: radcrawl.card with two r's, ah, yeah, dot yeah. co.
0: Radcrawl.card.
1: Radcrawl is really a terrible name for this because it is not a roguelike arena dungeon. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay. The uh, fantasy
0: game. Community building in a world that wants to destroy you. The dungeon burbles.
1: And the dungeon burbles is just like a w- thing that I started saying and it's always being said now. And so each of those heroes... You can click in and like see their yeah, stats.
0: One is sunglasses?
1: Yeah, they're, they're, that's going to be different emojis for each one. Are they all just sunglasses right now? They're all just the sunglasses. They're essentially hero, fa- they're basically the same except for different stats. And
0: the adventurer. and those stats are going to change one because of them is a uh, hero. the others are adventurers.
1: Oh yeah, whoops! Yeah. They're all supposed to be adventurers. Oh, well, we haven't unlocked classes yet. Obviously, tasks. Can't be reached. Oh, didn't set that up. <laughs> I could set it up right now in theory. Inventory, can't be reached. Really? I thought I set that up. No. L- what would I do wrong?
0: <laughs> Let's debug this website live on the podcast.
1: Yeah, what's happening? I don't
0: know. I clicked tasks. Uh, no, the first time it did something. Um. So if I'm on radcrawl.card.co and I click tasks, it just says... Cut woods in the forest.
1: Okay, yeah, so that is... That, that is a selectable that thing. Is...
0: It's just up there. But then if I click tasks again, then I can't... Then there's no website.
1: And it doesn't take you there? No. And, oh, you know what? Cut woods in the I forest bet is
0: not an option. It's
1: not, set up, it's not set up properly on the things other than the homepage. Yeah. Okay.
0: Interesting. Uh, like I said, so thrilling audio content of debugging this website. Yeah. <laughs> Live on the internet. Live. What we have. Um...
1: But so what this lets me do is changes that happen to the characters can happen just on the spreadsheet that I'm working on, Mm -hmm. and it will update. Okay. So, like, if a character gets a piece of equipment that, like, raises their strength. (laughs) I Like, no one is an island, but Hero is close. (laughs) That's gonna... Oh, it's because I somehow failed to include the text that says relationships above that. Apparently, that is still in black
0: uh it's, it's on one of them it's on hero 3 man hey brandon this website
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i'm telling you i do not know how to make websites <laughs>
0: <laughs> but on the upside like 90 percent of the website is hidden yeah yeah Only exactly percent that's the goal which is really the goal um more of games so ba- should be hidden is the, this yeah. the thing i'm saying
1: but so basically what i'm gonna be doing is setting up tasks that heroes can go on. Okay. That you'll probably vote for the tasks in the disc in like a Discord, not on the actual site.
0: How does, that, um, how does that work like mechanically? Like not with the like website mechanically, but like like what is that what is the game engine? Like not the not the code. What is the Oh,
1: okay. So the game engine you have uh basically you have tasks that you're trying to hit a goal number and so like if you're going and chopping wood it will you'll have um a couple of your substats because each of those stats is actually uh three substats put together okay um or approximately like Uh, the substats are
0: based on them what I'm interested in is yeah could you turn this into a role playing game
1: you know in theory, yes.
0: Because I do want to actually like. I want to. I, I. I. So I want to drill down on your. What if we took the six, whatever, six or whatever stats from D&D yeah. and expanded them out into like twelve stats, twenty four stats. How many stats is it? It's like three. I think each. it's eighteen. It's it's three each. Um. So because I kind of love that, and then you, and then yeah. for any item or for any any activity, you're taking like some of the one substats, or two of them.
1: Yeah, you're taking a couple of them, and so so I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little more transparent than I'll be during running of the game. So if you don't want to hear that stuff, uh, we're gonna be breaking some of the rules of like what's visible, forbidden knowledge time. Yeah, or um, Ryan,
0: don't listen.
1: Yeah, Ryan specifically. <laughs> um. So each of the six stats are randomized one to one hundred. And then from there, each of them has a, like, mini-stat, has three mini-stats under them that are adding or subtracting anywhere from, like, basically from negative 20 to positive 20. So if your strength is 87, then your thwacking ability is anywhere from 67 to 107. Uh, but you can look at that strength of 87 that you is visible... And say, hey, if I'm sending this person on a task that sounds like strength applies, they're probably pretty decent at it. They're definitely not terrible at it. Uh, and then things will be able to like modify those different substats as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do can, have
0: can actions like so. If you're presumably if you're taking an action, you're pulling yeah. some of the the substat numbers, right? Are, yeah. or, so actions directly are engaged with the substats. So are they yes. limited to within one? Or is it like, can you have an action that requires a dexterity substat, a strength substat, and a, and a charisma substat?
1: You can totally have stuff that uses more than one. Um, like, uh, if your, your uh, HP is based on slipperiness from dexterity, meat from constitution... <laughs> and uh, what was the last one? I want to say Skull from Wisdom. I like that. That's so good. <laughs> uh, and so like your, your hit points are those three things added together, divided by 25.
0: And that, I mean, and that sounds like to make this a playable RPG thing. Yeah. Those are dice pools.
1: Uh, those are numbers. Right. Those but are, I mean, like
0: they could be dice pools. They like, could be. You they assign could a number of dice to each substat.
1: Or it could be a D hundred system or like that you're trying to like
0: a, roll underneath yeah, yeah. your ability. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about. So the problem with the veil is that it has uh, it has uh, like the the emotion wheel of stats. Yeah, and all of the and so you do is you ask yourself what emotion am I feeling, and you find from one of those hundred emotions, and then you yeah. work your way back up to about four emotions. Okay, and then those and one of those four primary emotions have stats, but the problem okay. is. They should have had, each of those 100 emotions should have each had their own individual stat that you set. Because That's what I'm w- saying. What's, what's more fun than sitting down <laughs> to make a character and filling out 100 stats worth of, like, point by? Yeah,
1: And this is this doesn't have 100 stats. It has uh, 18, uh, 19 for HP. Oh, wait, actually, it has more than 18, because it, it, it's three substats, and then your actual stat is technically another. So it's four times six, so 24. 25 for HP, uh, and then you have your cluster bottom and cluster top, which are how much your substats cluster around your primary stat, <laughs> uh, which is something that is going to start out as 20 to 20 for all initial characters, but eventually you'll be able to change those.
0: Okay, so the... I just
1: sent you the link to the uh, to the actual spreadsheet. The, um... Just the, don't mess with the first four pages. They are so delicate.
0: <laughs> the Veil Emotion Wheel has 72 stats because it has six stats that each break up into 12 oh, substats. I clearly need to make and more the, stats. The, so I, I think that indie game designers just kind of went the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Because again, that's how you get that 90% of the stats don't matter and are hidden and only exactly. 10% of them are good. To, to give an idea,
1: like I have the stats basically just lined up like character name and then every stat and it goes out to AT in my spreadsheet. Yeah. Interesting. Um so uh so that's kind of like where I so I've got characters more or less made at this point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are you looking at?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Some of these are they're funny.
1: And unfortunately, right now, anytime anything changes, all of them re randomize. Oh. Um, so those yeah. are going to get locked in when the characters get locked in.
0: I think you meant to say riddles. Not r- I
1: said, ri- I I specifically meant to say riddies and puzzies. Okay. Thank you oh, very much. Okay. Yeah. Riddies yeah. and puzzies. Next to arcana yeah, the, the thinking. Yeah, three, the three parts of intelligence books, riddies and puzzies, and arcana thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is, you know. That's how that's how mages work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um and
1: so like that's you right. can know confidently uh currently hero number 4 has an intelligent rating of 1. Uh so you know that you shouldn't use them for like clearly intelligence tests. You shouldn't go like, "Hey, go chat with that sphinx" or like "go study this spellbook" uh because even if they have a uh, plus 20 to the minor thing they still are pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So
1: what I'm basically going to be doing to start out is coming up with a couple of tasks that are like the starting tasks. Um, and then those will be things that can like help the community because the community is also going to have a whole boatload of stats. Uh, probably not as many as the (laughs) individual heroes. uh, but from there, it's basically coming up with what does this uh, what does this task require? What are the risks of this task? And like, what where does that lead you? You know, like if you have a hero that is going out and chopping wood all the time, uh, it makes sense to that there's an option that their thwacking goes up mm-hmm. and then that would just get boosted up on their character sheet should then later be good for
0: fighting things (laughs) interesting yeah i don't i think i don't know there's i think i am less interested in this as a as a an actual playable uh online game and more interested in in, in it as a let's what is the way that everyone so if if there's a huge subset of of the game designers who started with D &D and said how can we make this more streamlined I love the idea of another like what is what is what is the uh what is the opposite of the maximalist? Yeah, what's the maximalist approach to D&D? Because that's what I want.
1: So, so I can tell you that it was really easy to yeah. split
0: each of these into three sets. Well, and then all you need to do is just split each of those into three more.
1: It split some of these would be difficult to split. Uh yeah. flexing is one of my strength subsets.
0: But that's And like, so that
1: that probably that might be two layers down.
0: No, but flexing is just um What are what are the three subsets to flexing? It's like tension, shine, and um and skin.
1: Okay. Or, okay.
0: or something like that. Like t- tension, shine, and bulging. Vascularity. Vascularity. <laughs> The one that's difficult is, is riddies and puzzies because that's clearly two things.
1: Uh, riddies and no riddies and puzzies is easy. That breaks down to um, logic puzzles, <laughs> uh, puns, and actual riddles. <laughs> yeah. Sudoku. Thanks to Hey Riddle Riddle for helping Sudoku me. To, <laughs> a
0: stat that every D and D character has.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I
0: don't know where Sudoku goes down. Goes under riddies and puzzies. Or books. Or books. It's a both. Wait, I don't have math. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you need to do math? This is D anD D. I don't know. This is fantasy. Nobody um, needs to do if,
1: math. Because if you're like set up a catapult, uh, of, I, that's probably books. trial and error. <laughs> that's just luck, which is yeah. just a raw roll.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I love, I love this. This is, this is what I'm interested in now. What's the equivalent of uh, a cottage core, but D anD D? Let's just. Maximalize this.
1: (laughs) Um, I mean, we could do that. There are (laughs) games that have... There's plenty of heartbreakers that that were (laughs) D&D, but more complicated.
0: I want to write a heartbreaker that knows it's a, a fantasy heartbreaker. And just, like goes i have two goals i have well i guess i have three goals in my game design career i want to make i want to finish a space between i, I don't know how i don't know when i would like to finish it i'm so close i just want to finish i want to-
1: we we should just have like our next episodes until it is done be you working uh, on it and be going like you can do it james <laughs> go ahead write those just words. weird
0: asmr episodes um of you oh that's a good paragraph um and so yeah finish a space between write a maximalist DD game that's just too bloated (laughs) and weird but knows that it's too bloated and weird um and i want to write a game i want to revisit the walk and talk game because i want to write a game Mm. that could theoretically never end that's my goal
1: (laughs) so so actually we could do some theoretical talk of what would be required to play a maximalist game.
0: Okay, maybe next episode, because I think we are running a little low on time here to get into that.
1: Yeah, that might that might. But I want
0: to sit down. I want to do some thinking myself. Revisit a maximalist approach to video to game design. <laughs> I love that our first year was
1: like minimum viable product.
0: <laughs> and <then> there is <laughs> hey, there's a minimum viable product de- in, in for the, in the core of a maximalist game. game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's one class, it's 800 pages. It's just
0: that most most indie <laughs> games try to hit their MVP and then build up the rest of the rest of the minimum they need to make the game like, yeah. sellable and i want to hit the mvp and then go <laughs> to the maximum viable product <laughs> Max- that's the Max- the goal there product. is how fast can you get from minimum to maximum viable product and then tip <laughs> it over until it's not viable anymore is, is
1: 2022 are we gonna like just prep and train until 2022 and start writing on january
0: 1st <laughs> and yeah. just one year
1: The maximalist game, the biggest game we can
0: make. One one game page per day. 365 That's only 365 pages. I don't know that that's maximalist enough. Well, you're only using 10. You're only using one page to actually play. Oh, God, I hate that.
1: No, make your content
0: usable and helpful. It's usable and helpful. It's just usable and helpful in a different kind of way. So like
1: I think you would I think one thing you would want to do is give a lot of control of what information you have available to you to the person who's going to be using it. Like if you're playing a maximalist game and you're playing a fighter, there is no space on your character sheet for anything related to magic. No. Cuz you need to have listed every single weapon that your character can use. Probably in more than one way. Ideally, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Like, what is my knife attack? What is my knife damage? What is my <laughs> what, knife thrown? What, do you what mean is
0: attack? That's too vague, Brandon.
1: Oh yeah, I mean like my, my knife to hit, my knife, uh, what chart to use for my knife with uh, hit location. Yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was <laughs> that was part of a long <laughs> list, James. <laughs> I was not done okay, with okay, attack.
0: Okay, okay, okay. That's fine. <laughs> um. What if you wrote a game that looked like D&D but taught people how to file their taxes and then had a lasers and feelings one-pager somewhere in the middle. So it was technically playable and it was also useful.
1: It's like a choose your own adventure. Oh, no wait, what are those what are the British choose your own adventure books? Um that you roll dice
0: and stuff. I don't know. I've never heard of this. I'm going to Google British Choose your own adventure. Game book?
1: They they were, Treasure yeah, they were hunt? books.
0: Uh Alan George. Putnam books. Fighting Fantasy. Fighting Fantasy.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's here. They were uh So you would you would read this? <laughs> This Wikipedia page it was like a choose your own adventure. Says
0: it's it was establishing the choose your own adventure uh, American in in quotes game book tradition. <laughs> it also has British in quotes. I can't tell what it's getting at there.
1: I I think it's <laughs> are they
0: not actually? All right, whatever.
1: I I think it's saying that it's not like uh that it it is not like known as the. It's it's not truly two separate things, although I will say, uh, Fighting Fantasy is by Steve Jackson. Okay. And it's not the Steve Jackson that you're thinking of. <laughs> uh. Uh, there are two different Steve Jacksons that were both involved with game design, uh, and, uh, and th- they are different people. GURPS and Munchkin were made by the American Steve Japs- Jackson. Um. I, I remembered this weird trivia fact because I went to the <laughs> fighting fantasy Wikipedia page and it has at the top Steve Jackson, not to be confused with Steve Jackson, American game
0: designer. Yeah, or Peter Jackson, uh, director and producer of The Lord of the Rings films.
1: Or Jackson Pollock, uh, famous uh, painter.
0: Yeah, although doesn't fit the somebody Jackson. You know what, James? Religion. That's because I didn't think of Michael Jackson <laughs> quickly yeah, enough. Fine. That's yeah. What it is is it's that the somebody Jacksons are the ninety percent, and Jackson I Pollock was so, is the ten percent that's not hidden.
1: Yeah, I was I was so obsessed with like thinking about Jackson mm-hmm. that it didn't that it just the first it had to be the first name. None of that was usable content. No. Okay. <laughs> All of that was usable content. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, this episode has gone from <laughs> just me reading a game book to us having a conversation <laughs> about game design to. Completely off the rails. Which is usually our episodes our episodes pick one of those three and this episode yeah. said, nah, let's try it all.
1: <laughs> Lots of times we have like uh like a two of those dots. Mm-hmm. But getting all three of those dots, that's something a little special. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with this game, that website is available right now. Red Crawl Worlds. Uh, there's there's not like an enormous amount to be seen yet but I'm going to link the dis- the Discord on the site when I next edit the site.
0: Rad Hunter Rise.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to remember other dumb names we came up for. <laughs> um. on it. But so basically, you know, you'll be able to hop onto the Discord and each of the four heroes will have, like, a section that you can vote for what they do. And then they'll go do the thing and maybe they live. And additional stats will come out, and there'll be yeah. quests, and there'll be new adventures, new items. <laughs>
0: uh, I have so many bad game ideas. What if I became a bad game designer? What if I, so I th- like, I've there's spent there's a market for that. <laughs> I've spent the last whatever five, how many years have we been doing this show? Five years, six years? So uh, many years. Who knows? Time is a myth. Um, but we've spent the time since we started the show where I've been trying to become a game, a good game designer. And then I spent the last maybe year pretending I was a game designer while not actually doing any game design. Maybe I'll spend <laughs> the next six years of this podcast trying to become the worst game designer.
1: I mean, there is some competition in that category.
0: <laughs> well, what if, what if I try to become. The a designer of the worst game that you're still willing to play.
1: Okay, okay. Now there that. That's a difficult challenge. Yeah, you got to thread that needle.
0: Yeah, it's a small, a small, a small needle to thread. Yeah, I don't know. That's a uh, it's a challenge that I might take on. How many stats are you are you gonna have <laughs> like in this at maximalist at least game? <laughs> like at least 100. at least a hundred, <laughs> all point by. No, actually I think, I think the no. best way, oh my God, not point by uh, it's um it's a it's, it's a BuzzFeed personality quiz is how you set all of your stats originally. You answer a bunch oh, of that's questions terrible.
1: No, it's it's got to be a um a life path okay that like okay. every single point of the life path has like adjust these five <laughs> stats.
0: Yes, you're right, that's the way to do it. Sorry, yeah, I was yeah. I was mistaken. There was more game there to squeeze out. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a little bit more. I thought the uh, toothpaste tube of game was done. Turns out there was a little bit more. You uh, just you just weren't using your flexing hard enough. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't flexing hard enough. Yeah, it's because my my tension score is too low. <laughs> tension. There wasn't enough shine. Yeah. All right. I think I'm gonna call this one okay this episode is uh something i hope everyone uh listened to the actual play podcast we did for last week oh yeah Uh, that was
1: a lot of fun that was a really good session
0: or not last week the the previous one yeah brandon was definitely there uh we definitely played (laughs) um, i
1: I was supposed to like send you various like little (laughs) sounds to put into it and i completely blanked on it
0: I still think, yeah, I still think that first one where I actually did an, uh, a real hour-long ASMR <laughs> episode is maybe my best uh, April Fool's joke. Although I Although so. this one's pretty good, too. But anyway. I, enjoy, I enjoyed both. Um, if you can think of a way to make a game with more than 100 stats. Um, or if tr- you know a game with or more Or you than know of a game stats. that has more than 100 stats. And they have to have like dice or number ratings. They can't just be like the emotion wheel in the veil where they're there, but they just sort of funnel down into six stats. It doesn't count. Um, find a way to tweet them, fit all of the stats into a hun- to 140 characters and tweet them at me. James. Yes.
1: What year is it?
0: I don't know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I know there's more characters? room. I know there's more room. I need you to limit yourself to 104. No, maximize. Two. It's got to be 280 all right, all right, characters
1: exactly.
0: And, um, four and four pictures. Four pictures. And worth alt text. Um, yeah, that's the trick. Is fit every- there's no. I don't think there's a limit to the. There's no character limit to alt text.
1: There is. I think there is. is there. But it's way higher than yeah, in. That's uh, how you fit. A you big... shouldn't use <laughs> alt text no. in order to. Uh, to have more of your tweet no that's true. <laughs> but uh, but anyway
0: important. you can tweet us together at stop back and roll or individually i am at and the meltdowns
1: and i'm at b gambetta uh you can find all of our episodes in itunes spotify or at www.stopbackandroll.com
0: we make this podcast with the support of our patreon backers backers like dominic hope and luna who are new as well as some of our old favorites, like Ryan Goldstein, Spencer Austin, Hello Drawings, Penny Von Batavia, Ura238, Jeff Stormer, Justin Hunter, and Himra. If you'd like to support the show uh, and all of our future shows, check us out at patreon.com slash stop, hack, and roll.
1: If you can't support us financially, support our community by becoming a part of it. Come tell us about the games you're working on, uh, all of the stats you've got, join our discord at tinyurl.com slash discord or discord.stophackandroll.com so as you're voting for the task of upgrading your mech and bug checking your website don't forget to stop, hack, and roll